You're with Kelly Higgins Divine on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Topics and words that were once quite taboo in polite society are now discussed quite openly. You might use a euphemism to skirt around the blunt truth of whatever it was you were talking about. The love that dare not speak its name or being in the family way. Let's have a word in your ear about these words and phrases with language professor Rolly Sussex. Now, this is, um, this is an interesting topic, isn't it? What made you uh, think about this this week? Two things. One, I was reflecting on the origin of the word taboo itself. Captain Cook found it in Tonga hmm. when he got there around about 1770. I would have thought it was much older than that, you but would? no. Nope. I, it was in Tonga. Well, it was just, in Tonga. <laughs> just not here. It means forbidden. <laughs> And so these are things, practices, objects, words, you know, that you either cannot say, cannot use, cannot refer to, cannot think about. Mm. And uh, he brought it back and the root, the word took root pretty quickly in English. And it was then applied to say Christian things as well. Mm. So that we now have a whole raft of stuff. And under the Victorians, all sorts of things were taboo, which were not Taboo, well, not taboo nowadays. So that, that's, mm. that's where I started. The other thing is I was thinking about my dear dad who died at 96 and for whom the word bottom teeth was a little suggestive. He, oh, they, really? they, they were lower teeth. Mm. The word bottom, now he was born in 1909 and belonged to a generation when gentlemen were expected to talk with style and restraint. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yes. Uh, I don't think I ever heard him, heard him swear. Uh, he was a very, very controlled gentleman. They used to call him the on Ron <laughs> among his friends and colleagues. And so the you know, bottom teeth was, was a bit too much. It had to be lower teeth. Mm. And that reminded me that there are all sorts of things which have changed in my lifetime from, I mean, the word bloody was, was you know, the boys were taken out and given the strap for it when I was at school, mm. whereas nowadays bloody is barely noticeable. Barely raise an, eye, an m- Much worse things than bloody are now said mm. commonly in public particularly on school buses at 4pm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. If you uh, wish to yes. submit yourself to that. Mm. <laughs> so I, I thought we, we might just go through some of the, of the words and expressions and categories of things. Hmm. Um, you mentioned pregnancy. We'll come back to that in a moment. But I was also reminded on the way in today, a, a place not far from me has a sign outside. They have cows. And there's a sign which says moo poo. Very All right. cute. That's quite. And then there's Chukpu down the road as well. Yes. I, I live on acreage and the people around have animals and the animals have excreta, mm. which you can put on your garden. The word poo on a sign would, I think, have been unacceptable when I was young. Manure was even a little bit, ooh, you know. Mm. Um, and there was a book written by a man called Chick Sale called The Specialist. Did you ever come across this? No. It's probably generational. Uh, it was a little bit daring in my dad's day. The Specialist was a bloke who dug long drops. And long he w- drops? A long drop is a is a, an outside dunny which goes okay, down. Okay, with you now. You, mm-hmm. you, don't you use the word long drop? No, never well, heard of long drops. There you go. Well, these are really generational. But, but I don't think I've ever... I, I knew of a few places that had outside toilets when I was younger, mm-hmm. but really young. Yes, but so bush, in the bush, though, people used to have long drops. Long drops. Right? Yeah. Mm. They had to be dug nice and deep so that there was oh, plenty yes. of room for, otherwise you'd have to dig another one. 
And uh, Chick Sale was an American. He wrote this book about, you know, the, the design of lavatories. But he, mm -hmm. he was spent the entire book skirting around it. And uh, towards <laughs> the end, he said he'd built a mighty, mighty, pretty, privy. And in, in those days, people thought, ooh, ooh, you know, really, really risky. Yep. So. Pr the word privy. Yes. Was risky. Well, was that, was that the word? It, or? Uh, privy was from French private, of course, and mm -hmm. it, it means something which is a, a, a little bit kept aside. Okay. And one didn't talk about such things, mm. if possible. Um, so, you know, nowadays, I mean, look, th think about it, you know, going, going to the little girl's room, the smallest mm. room in the house, even the word lavatory, because which originally was a place where you washed yourself. Mm. French lave means to wash. Toilet was a place where you did your toilet. You, you, you mm. tartered yourself up. Uh, and so the, uh, by the way, the, the flushing toilet was invented by someone called Thomas Crapper, mm. um, which was purely coincidental and another word which definitely could not be used. No, that was my, um, my maternal grandmother's surname. Really? I kid you not. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We will let that pass. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Sussex. <laughs> but it's interesting though, isn't it, that some of these things now we we don't think twice about like gotcha. if i needed if i was out of the restaurant i would say can you tell me where the toilets are mm. and or can you tell me where the loos are yes and it wouldn't bother me too much oh. but obviously not not so long ago that would have been an embarrassing question to have to ask uh, I, uh, could you tell me whether facilities are facilities or even whether mm. dot 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 you know sort of mm. leave it hanging and then the waiter would say ah yes sir it's down the, down the hall to the right you know mm. Um, and I can remember another euphemism of yesteryear. There was a sign on the public loo which said, gentlemen will adjust their dress before leaving. <laughs> it's best to be reminded. You'd never have seen that one. <laughs> Is it mostly about bodily function, Not these only. taboos? No. Um, procreation has always been a problem mm -hmm. in pretty well every culture that I've looked at. And I've looked at taboos in lots of languages. So procreation and the bits which do it, um, mm -hmm. the processes... And what happens in bringing people onto this world? Yes. Um, pregnancy was one, you know, you, you weren't pregnant in those days. You were in, mm. in an interesting condition, yes. in a family way. Um, mm -hmm. They might even use the word Latin gravid. Prima gravida is someone yep. who is pregnant for the first time. Or even the French word enceinte. E-N-C-E-I-N-T-E. -E. I've never you know, heard that one. By avoiding the English word, mm. you know, you got yourself into an area where it's a bit like swearing in a foreign language. I can swear in lots of languages and it feels a lot less risky than swearing in English. Was that about avoiding uh, mentioning or noticing that obviously two people had had to have sex? Yes, and, and that what? was the embarrassing part of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they, they had come mm. together. Um, Even though everybody on the planet is here by the same method. Yes. Pretty much. If it weren't for the method, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's right. right. So, the, again, uh, there were, there were mm. quite a few expressions. Um, there's this lovely book by Midge Johansson um, uh, about Australian English slang. And, you know, there are pages about going to the loo in various sorts of, of ways mm. uh, and uh, the stuff that comes out and what you do with it. Yeah. Does every language have those same uh, barriers to discussing bodily functions? The ones that I've looked at, yes. Um, and I think it's partly because of the Christian thing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where there, there were all sorts of, of barriers put up around these things. Mm. Um, there is some reasonably uh, concrete mention of certain practices in the Bible. 
mm-hmm. but very little about going to the loo, if you think about it. True. It's something which is missed out. And, you know, someone mm. was with child. Uh, mm. Again, even that was a little bit... You know, well, at least at least it was biblical. Someone okay. begets someone who begets someone who begets. They did someone. a lot of begetting in Genesis. There was a lot Genesis. of begetting, huge amount. Mm. Yes, um, dying. Mm-hmm. Another one. You know, you pass on. Uh, you're pushing up daisies. That was a little bit cute. Gone to meet your maker. Passed on. Passed over. Mm-hmm. Um, passed away. Passed away. A lot of passing. Yes. Um, now they, those are all euphemisms, and the u e u bit is Greek for good or well. And the feme bit is is speaking. So you are speak. You're using gentle-sounding words for something that you are uncomfortable about talking about in concrete terms. There are also dysphemisms, dys, and a dysphemism is speaking in rough terms about this thing. So that if mm. you cark it, that's a dysphemism. That's a dysphemism because it's it suggests that uh, someone has died, but in a rather disagreeable or or mm. you know way which you don't want to honour by a euphemism. There's a splendid one in German. Uh, the word to, for to eat is essen, but what animals do is fressen. Mm-hmm. And so if you say that one of your friends has been fressen, that means they've been gobbling, st- you know, guzzling stuff down like an animal, and yep. it's a very big put-down. Now, that's a dysphemism when applied to people. And so neat. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Interesting that you mentioned dying and the euphemisms around that, because mm-hmm. if, if I'm going to get a, an email about using any particular euphemism, Pass away is the first one that somebody will yeah. tweet me or email me saying, Kelly, we don't pass away, we die. Why yes. can't we just say die? No. When that's okay for that person. And I, and I get where they're coming from. But some people actually don't like the blunt nature of right. die, even yeah. though it's a very blunt thing that happens to us all. Yeah. And as soon as you get close or find yourself close to someone who has mm. died, um, it's almost like, like you feel that you have to retreat into euphemisms as a sign of respect. Mm. Uh, die itself is almost feels like a dysphemism. In yes. other words, it's a bit, bit too blunt. Um, again, vomiting is, is one which Australian mm-hmm. English has given oh, all sorts of... Oh, we embrace the chundle. We embrace Don't the chundle, yes. Oh, yes, and chundle yep. buckets and things. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the medical word is emesis, E-M-E-S-I-S. Well, you have an emetic. You know, mm-hmm. if you happen to swallow something which is bad, you've eaten something which you need to get out of your stomach quickly, and you want it to go up rather than down, that is emesis. Rather people, few people know that word. Mm. And you may neither. Well, you went to the pub, you know, so we're going to have emesis kind of go out the back. Uh, <laughs> so I where does vomit come from? Vomit? Oh, that, that, that's from French, vomir. Uh, mm. And again... Vomit is slightly better than chunder or whatever, or mm, throw yes. up, because yeah. uh, if you if there's a, a split between the words, the ones which come from Germanic or English, you know mm. the old good old English words like die um, yep. and throw up and so on. These are the ones which are more concrete, but they do lack some element of veneer, yes, restraint, um, respect, and so on. And so immediately we go to something like vomit, you mm. know, and uh, and again. <laughs> Riding on the round bus, praying to Ralph. You're doing very well. Australians, well, I think we, there's something about that particular bodily function that, I don't know, we make fun of it more than maybe any other. That's right. Because I think it's just so awful to be doing it. It's awful to be around that we have to make fun of it just to, to survive to the it. thought of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yet I can remember mm. at Monash University, the uh, the young male undergrads used to, and it was a male thing, mm-hmm. used to eat all sorts of strange things and then see who could project. Okay, that is longest. a male thing. Oh, that's a male thing, yes. But projectile vomiting is something which children do, but again, vomit. Yes. All right. 
Um, and, and uh, you know, there are all sorts of ways in which these things have now passed into current usage. Even the word bugger was the yes. only word used in a car ad for one particular car, which we won't mention. Mm. And if, you're, if you hear it like that, it's rather difficult to stop your children using it as well. Yeah. Because not, not, not only was it said, it was the only word that was said in that ad, mm. many times with emphasis. It has, in, in colloquial language, changed meaning, though. There is its initial meaning, but then now it's just a way of going, darn. Yes. It's, it's, it's become a sort of an exclamation, hasn't it? I think so, yes. Um, mm. But we, we continue to generate uh, words and expressions around this because these are things which cause us a certain amount of embarrassment. Mm. But the, what, what is really important is that the Plimsoll line of embarrassment has moved enormously yes. during our lifetimes. And uh, the, there are now, I think, only two words which really shouldn't be said on yes. air, um, and uh, Rob Sitch used one of them on the panel about 10 years ago, and mm. there were only two letters of complaint, two. Uh, yeah. after which there was a, a ruling that they may be said after 9.30 at night when the children are in bed. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, but, they, get, they get said a lot uh, in, in public. I'm not too sure about that. Well, one of them was honest. said by... by Kevin Rudd not so long ago, mm. uh, something loaded. And, you know, people thought, ooh, wouldn't really like our national leader to use that. But no. uh, I think if uh, an American leader had done that, be, they'd be impeached. Yeah. And one of the things that was shocking was that President Nixon, on tape, was found to be as potty-mouthed as many of his subjects. Mm. And one didn't expect those things to happen in the Oval Office. No, but it did. Now, 1300 612 if you would like to... Th throw in on a taboo topic word phrase that uh, we now have something different for or that you maybe you're quite happy that this has changed that our language is more relaxed or maybe you i found in uh, america and I'm, it was 10 years since i was there now rolly but um that they in public and maybe it was just where i was not a lot of swearing actually went on. Now, Correct. I'm sure there's a lot of swearing going on in a lot of places. Yes. But nowhere near as much. And they were quite, they would have been taken aback if, if I had. I think they were, particularly from a woman. Mm. Um, you know, when, when Mrs. Campbell said bloody in, in uh, Pygmalion in 1914, mm. uh, the, a lot of people thought that the world had come to an end. Yes. Uh, whereas I think Americans are very prone to euphemisms and to careful public speech. Uh, much more than we are. I think we we are known to be rather frank and and a little bit concrete. Yep. And some people who come to this country, mind you, so do the French. They 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 use they translate some of their ordinary language into English, and it sounds a little bit brusque to us. But again, the the loo is a place, and I can I think it's up in Daintree. There's a the men's loo has a picture of two mangoes, mm -hmm. and it says mango. And then the ladies' loo has two mangoes with a red sign through, which is no mango. <laughs> Well, you know that's good communication. <laughs> but that's Australian, and we love we love having games with with language and yes. with suggestive things. You know, Bennett Toomble says the sign on a regional airline toilet in Africa: "Ladies, please remain seated during the entire performance. Gentlemen, we aim to please. Your aim will help." <laughs> All right, that's nice. I know one in China which says "love toilet." Oh, and it's a place where mothers with babies can go oh. to take care of their children. I, I was in a totally different place as to what that might mean, Rolly. David at Maruka, hello. Hello, Kelly and Rolly. What did you yes. want to bring up for us this afternoon? Well, um, yeah, bring up. That's 
fits in very well. Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether this is quite in the scope, but I was just thinking about a um, long time ago I heard about this place. It's a field of sport and it's called Flushing Meadow and I thought, oh, that must be a pro heart painting. <laughs> just imagine a whole paddock full of toilets, you know. Just something he'd do. Yeah, well, this is it. That's, of course, where they play the US Open, Flushing Meadows. Except that it mm. comes from Holland. I they can't find the balls then. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you. The term comes from Holland, um, Flushing. Mm-hmm. It, it's Vissingen in, in Dutch. Um, and, of course, uh, New York used to be New Amsterdam before mm. it became New York. A lot of Dutch speakers there. That's where Yankee comes from. It was Jan Kees, mm. who's a Dutch person. And there are some Dutch names over there, and Flushing Meadows is one of them. I always wondered where That's Yankee what, came from. Yes, Jan Kees. Oh, there we go. Um, let's go to Steve at Deception Bay. Afternoon. Good afternoon to you all. How are we? Excellent. What would you like to add? Well, on the subject of uh, the physical uh, vomit, Mm-hmm. I remember hearing back in 1983 with a guy I worked for, um, just to put you in the picture, he went on a, uh, a, a night cruise on the weekend with his friends. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, how was your cruise? And he said, oh, it's pretty good. He said, most of my mates were calling out for Herbert and Ruth. Yep. And I said, oh, were they on the cruise with you? And he said, no, it's Herbert and Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. I haven't heard that expression in years. No, I haven't heard it ever. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Glad I could help, Steve. Well, Thank you. <laughs> We did, we did actually borrow Barf from the Americans. Oh, Barf is American. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, when you run out of words or your own words are starting to feel a bit uncomfortable, mm. borrow from someone else. You know, mm. And it doesn't feel, and for a while at least, it doesn't feel quite so bad. Let's go to Michael at Stafford. Hi, Michael. Whoops. Helps. No, I've got you there. Michael. I'm not sure. Michael was going to mention the word moist. Oh, yes. Moist is, is one of the least liked words when they do a survey about words that people hate most. Mm. And I think, you know, it sort of suggests underarm and stuff. By the way, this is another thing that one doesn't, didn't talk about, you know, underarm odour and so on. And sweating and, and yes. mm, perspiring. Uh, yeah. Well, and uh, horses sweat. No, horses sweat and men perspire, but ladies only glow, mm. according to the old, the old thing. But, glow uh, like a horse. I, I, could, <laughs> <laughs> I know I shouldn't start out of this. Um, there, there was a, an ad when, when I was very, very young, turn your armpits into charm pits. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but it's odd that moist, you know, this is something you, know, you mm. should be able to keep your various parts dry. Yeah, moist is a terrible word. Yeah. Alan at Chapel Hill, hello. Hello, uh, Kelly and Rowley. Thank you for taking the call. Welcome. Uh, the phrase, a very circumspect female member of my wife's family uh, would never use um, base sort of swear words, but her expression was muddy black bucket of pitch. Oh. Gee, that was a long way around <laughs> <laughs> trying to avoid a particular word. Yes. Actually, that's right, yeah. Yeah, um, another thing that used to annoy me immensely when I worked in, I won't mention the name of the uh, multi-level department store in Brisbane City, where a, a stuck-up lady would come and ask, where are the bathrooms? Mm. And I was tempted to say, we don't have any bathrooms. Did you want the lab? <laughs> <laughs> I never did, of course. But, uh, oh, your last day. You should have yeah, saved yeah. it for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alan. 
it, it's interesting the way people will find their own way of getting around. Oh yes, um, and swearing, for example. That's right, and and circumlocutions. You know, where do, mm. where do children come from? You know, up in auntie's room behind the clock or whatever. You know, mm. these are avoidance language. Um, but but you know, the, the the muddy black bucket of pitch is is a circumlocution. It's it's lots and lots of ways with a bit of rhyming slang in it to uh, mm. to avoid. Uh, the, the the terrible word that one doesn't want to yeah. say. My uh, grandmother uh, used to say Bugs Bunny instead yes. of I think I think she was avoiding bugger. Oh yes, obviously. Or Bugs Bunny. Yes, mm. um, and of course the we haven't really talked about religious language and the names mm. of the deity because a lot of the words like like, like zoons was God's wounds, mm. but you weren't meant to say God except in very respectful terms during worship, and uh, a lot of these things like bejabers. Yep. is avoiding saying Jesus. Mm. And uh, the there are taboos about the uttering the name of the deity in lots and lots of languages. Um, the Jews don't say mm -hmm. the name of God, and that's why we don't know whether it's Yahweh or Jehovah in the Old Testament. Mm. They will say Adonai, which means Lord. And so this is you know a, a mm. way of, of one step back and sideways to avoid naming the... because the name of the deity has, has you know, a fateful... Quality about it. Ad Adonai, A D O N I. A D A D O N A I. Adonai. A I. Mm. Is that where Adonis? No, totally it's different. Totally different. No. Isn't it strange? They're both very similar, though. Probably not very strange at all. In fact, Robert is from Brisbane. Hi, Robert. Hi. Uh, hello. Um, thanks for taking the call. Welcome. Uh, uh, this one's—it's almost an embarrassment. Um, mm -hmm. It's—it's it's in the Old Testament mm -hmm. of the Bible. Yep. Is, is that a, um, um, an adult male is referred to as he that pisseth against the wall? Hello. Yeah. So, so that's a rather colourful expression. It's been around for a while, that one, hasn't well, it? Well, that was 1611. But mm. in, in some words like this are part of. Um, middle well uh, early middle uh, early modern English, mm. and in those days they would they did not have um, the the taboo that they have nowadays, and this is one which mm. has definitely suffered pejoration, which means it's got worse. Mm. Um, there are other words which were out of use in Victorian times. You didn't have a stomach. Stomach was really too much. You had a mm. tummy or a bread basket, and ankles were very suggestive. Mm. And I can remember my, my grandma had a, a, a table with sort of curved legs, and there were little crocheted doilies over them because they, so that they wouldn't suggest things to passing gentlemen. Um, when you went to the butcher, you didn't ask for thigh or breast. That was far too specific. You asked mm -hmm. for light meat or dark meat. Mm -hmm. And there, these were accepted as euphemisms to get around something which became a taboo during the Victorian times, and then gradually, of course, we've wound it back since then. But it's interesting that we, you can, it can go in both directions. It certainly can. Um, it, I was just thinking that there must, there's a bit of swearing in Shakespeare, isn't oh, there? Oh yes, yes. I mean, that, that was written for you know, the average person. Oh, yes. And Shakespeare, for example, never used the F word, although mm. he did use the French version of it a number of times. And his audience would have known quite, no, they'd have known their way yes. around French and Spanish and quite a bit more. And they knew exactly what he was on about. Um, and mm. uh, again, uh, when uh, Hamlet says to Ophelia, get thou to a nunnery, in Shakespeare's day, that could also mean a brothel. Mm. So, it, it, you know, there are words which get better and words which get worse. And sometimes yep. they become narrower in meaning, sometimes they become wider. And uh, at the moment, uh, I think we are living in a period where, at least in Australia, we are 
probably as open as things have been for a long time. Mm. And it's interesting to see whether someone is going to try and wind it back a little. And uh, I think we've got time for Noel at Hurston. Uh, yep, Noel, hello. Nope, Noel's not there. Wait a minute. Hi, Noel. To boot, to say something is um, open above, the, out of the normal. You know, he's, he, was, he did all that and he's only 60 to boot. Ah, yes. Mm. What's the origin of that? Oh, um, I, I will check it out. Uh, it, it simply means in addition. Oh, yeah, I know what and, it means, but what, what, how, how you get a bit of footwear into the... Into, into the, the sentence. Uh, <laughs> no, we have been talking uh, recently about being, someone being well-heeled, mm. and that's probably from the time when people didn't wear shoes unless they were fairly well off. Yes. And if you were well-heeled, you were rich enough to have decent shoes, shoes. and uh, that was where mm. that one came from. To boot, Noel, I will check out for you. Good question. Thank you, Noel. Rolly Sussex, do you have a final word for us today? Yes, it's not about a taboo, but it's, it's fun. Two hunters are out uh, and they suddenly find that a bear is bearing down upon them. And mm. one of them reaches into his pack and puts out, pulls out a pair of running shoes. And his friend says, you idiot, you can't outrun a bear. And the first man with the shoes says, yes, but all I've got to do is to outrun you. <laughs> Thanks, Rolly. <laughs> You're listening to ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. 